How many double faults did the pros serve up a match? And how many are okay for your own game? Find your aha moment right after this. Do the best you can with everything you got. Struggle day to day, cherish every fight you fought. Destroy your obstacles, remove the blocks. Got to stand strong, can you do it? Breakthrough, can you move on? Welcome back to Find Your Aha Moment. I'm your host, Brian Lutz of BackhandCity.com. Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe to Find Your Aha Moment so you get notified for future episodes. And of course, if you live in Miami, sign up for our group tennis lessons on Monday and Tuesday nights in Coconut Grove. So, how many double faults are okay for the recreational tennis player? Now, in an ideal world, we'd be perfect and we would execute 100% of our second serves. But that's not the world we live in. So first, let's take a, take a look at the ATP Tour. Who do you think averages the most double faults on the ATP Tour? Well, the answer is Francis Benoit Pair, who averages a whopping 6.5 double faults per game. And not surprisingly, if you watch the US Open this year, Alexander Zverev comes in second with six double faults per game. Now, I was curious as I was reading this list because as we went through it in the last episode, uh, John Isner is so dominant with over 70.1% execution on his first serve. And as I'm scrolling down the list, I see another tall guy here, Riley Opelka. He serves up 3.3 double faults per game. Not bad for a guy who's seven feet tall. And as you kind of peruse down the list here, you'll notice the double faults get lower and lower. And not surprisingly, it's from guys that don't serve super aggressive. A guy like Kay Nishikori is at 2.4%. Gilles Simone is also at 2.4%. Taro Daniel from Japan is at 2.4%. Uh, Rafael Nadal is at 2.1%. He doesn't really go for a lot on his serves, although he served very impressively, especially his first serve at this year's U.S. Open. So I'm scrolling down here. I see Federer very efficient at one9 So is Stan Varenka. So I don't think it's any coincidence that these really good players are super efficient with their serving. And, you know, impressive enough is John Isner is at 2.0 double faults per game. For a guy who really goes for it, that stat is remarkable. So he is not holding back. On the women's tour, it looks like Yelena Ostapenko served up 315 double faults. Now, they don't have an average here, but she played 35 matches. So do the math and you can figure out her double faults per match. Uh, other players high on that list, Donna Vekic, who got to the semifinals. Uh, Sophia Kennan, the uh, young American, served up 200. Petra Kvitova had 181. She was 11 in the world in double faults. Um... We go down here to Allison Risk, had 149, and it goes on and on. So the question is, what's an allowable amount of double faults for your game? Well, like we said in our last episode, if you're serving a first serve percentage of around 55 to 60%, that's pretty reasonable, especially if you're going for your first serve. Now, with your second serve, 
what I'd like to see a lot of people do, if you're not doing the patty cake special, okay, let's qualify that right there. If you're serving a legitimate, aggressive first serve with a continental grip, if, you, if you're doing the patty cake special, by all means, you're going to have to slow down your racket head speed and just try to get the ball in the service box. There's huge value in getting it in. At this point in your career, if you're serving the patty cake special and you're just getting it in, that's good. If it's starting to get cream too much, come talk to me. So anyways, those of you serving with a continental grip, if you're serving in that 55 to 60%, here's the key to the second serve. You got to swing as hard as you do at the first serve. But there's one big difference. You got to be adding topspin or slice to that serve. And that has to be the mindset. Now, if you're serving kind of high double faults, like five, six over two or three set match, you're going to have to curb that down a little bit. So how do you do it? Do you swing slower at your second serve than your first serve? No. My recommendation is, is if you're serving it, let's just give it a number, 85% of your capacity on your first serve and you're serving the same racket speed with spin on your second serve, you need to lower how aggressive you're getting with your first serve. Bring it down to 75% for your bopper, go for the lines. Then your second serve, same serve at the same swing speed, about 75% of your capacity. I think what's going to happen is you're going to see that your first serve percentage incrementally cr climbs up, and it's going to relieve a little bit of the pressure on your second serve because you're getting less second serve opportunities. And when you're serving your second serve, you're not swinging aggressively. So you have to have the mindset, what's my swing speed? Because you want it to be the same on the first serve and the second serve. So you got to modify it a little bit based on your conversion rates of how much you're getting the ball in. Because if you're getting a lot of double faults, a lot of people will just blame the second serve. And there's value in that. But one of the quick fixes is to take a little bit off the first serve so you're taking the pressure off your second serve, especially when you're getting into the key points where it's deuce, add in, add out. Well, I, help, I hope that helps you with your second serve and lowers your double false. Thanks for listening to this episode of Find Your Aha Moment. I'm your host, Brian Lutz of Backhand City. And of course, don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe to my podcast so we can spread the word and you can get notified for future episodes. Thanks for listening. We'll see you tomorrow. That's when push comes to shove. I believe it was inevitable. That's when push comes to shove. Could this be the one that got away? I get the message, guess I knew it all.